Hey everyone, this is the Mr. Mike Agostino, and the views expressed on this show are mine and mine alone. I do not have any affiliation with Sport Lisboa Benfica. I do not represent Sport Lisboa Benfica. I do not represent any Casas do Benfica, any supporters group, any other type of organization officially um, established within um, Sport Lisboa Benfica. These views are completely mine. They are 100% unsanctioned and 100% independent. Enjoy the show. Benfica Nation, welcome to episode 11 of Mr. Benfica, a very special midweek edition of Mr. Benfica this week. I am the Mr. Mike Agostino, and on this episode, I'm going to fulfill what I said I was going to do on earlier episodes. I said that if I could get a hold of a stream or of a video of the Benfica women in the second leg of the Portuguese Cup semi-final. I was going to break it down, so this for you right here is a very special edition of Mr. Benfica. Uh, Benfica ladies on the way to Jamor. Okay, I'm going to review the second leg. Um, I recorded this a bit earlier today. Uh, I've already recorded it for you. Um, and I'm just putting in a little bit of a sound bite. What you heard there was the ladies in the locker room uh, celebrating, it was cell phone footage taken by one of the players, so the audio quality is not perfect, my internet is not also cooperating as much, so the, it got a little muffled in there, but you get an idea of the excitement going on in the squad, they have qualified for the Portuguese Cup final at the Jamur, they'll play on May 18th, okay, we'll talk about it in the episode, um, in the in the review that you'll hear just in a few moments, okay? I wanted to give the, these girls their own episode. I did, Originally, I was going to put this on the end of the weekend episode like I always do. Um, I was going to put it on the end, and I said, nah, uh, because hashtag Elish Tambay they also deserve, they deserve their own episode. Um, this one's for the girls, uh, Sport Lisboa Benfica ladies, the, the Lady Agish, on the way to Jamor, okay, everyone was uh, down. I think this this really, at least for me, this picked me up 
quite a bit after the uh, elimination from Europe. This uh, this was a feel-good story. Very excited. Uh, can't wait for the final uh, and to bring the first piece of hardware, hopefully, home to the Cosmo Damio Museum from the women's game. So um, this is uh, just for you guys today. Um, episode just for the women's team, okay? Uh, the final was... Benfica 4, Braga 2, winning the, the round 5-4 to four on aggregate and advancing, like I said, to the Taça de Portugal Feminino final at the one and only Estadio do Jamor in Lisbon, okay? Enjoy the episode, everybody. I'll, I'll see you on the back end. And remember, carrega Benfica, carrega Benfica, hashtag elas também merecem. Passo a passo, o caminho é duro Temos muita história, mas ainda mais futuro Conto com dificuldade em cada jornada sofrida A glória da vitória tem que ser bem nutrida Na reconquista do que é nosso por direito Que não vi por fazer o que podia ter sido feito Se queres a nossa força, sabes que estamos contigo Em casa ou fora, nós somos o eterno abrigo Sabes que estamos contigo Nós somos o eterno abrigo Ouve a nossa voz O querer de todos nós A fé que não se explica Carrega bem fica Carrega bem fica Ouve a nossa voz O querer de todos nós A fé que não se explica Carrega bem fica Carrega bem fica Ouve a nossa voz O querer de todos nós Do que é nosso por direito Que não vi por fazer o que podia ter sido feito Se queres a nossa força sabes que estamos contigo Em casa ou fora nós somos o eterno abrigo Sabes que estamos contigo Nós somos o eterno abrigo Ouve a nossa sorte O querer de todos nós A fé que não se explica Carrega bem fica Carrega bem fica Ouve a nossa voz O querer de Welcome back, Benfica Nation. So, without any further ado, let's get right into the match, all right? It is the Women's Portuguese Cup semifinal, leg two. Braga versus Benfica. Estadio, 1 de Maio in Braga. You have the first division leader, Sporting Club Braga, versus the second division leader, uh, second division Zona Sul, Southern Zone leader, Sport Lisboa Benfica. Um, like I said, Braga comes in with a 2-1 to advantage from the first leg at the Stadio Tapadinha. And Braga, obviously, with two away goals. Would those come into play? Uh, they were hoping they would. Uh, let's go through the lineups for Braga. In goal, Ruth Costa. Um, the rest of the 11, Jana, Diana Gomes, Agatha, Canadian Larissa Staub, Regina Pereira, Vanessa Marks, American Denali Mernan, Nigerian Chinaza Uchendu, 
Francisca Cordoso and American Hannah Hannah Keen, excuse me. Uh, Benfica would would start with Dani Newhouse, the Brazilian goalkeeper, Diane Rodriguez, Silvia Ribello, Taylor Yasmin, Ana Vitória, Pauleta is the Spanish holding mid, Jassi, the Portuguese winger, and then up front Darlene, the Female Jonas, as she was referred to on the broadcast, the female Jonas, very much similar playing style as Jonas, um, playing in between the lines, scoring goals, setting up goals, and the striker was Jace, another Brazil international up front, and number 51 was Evie Pereira, the Cape Verdean, was another winger, and she was she was one of the best on the pitch on the day. Um, the commentators for this match on BTV, which is where I was fortunate enough to, to find this game. The game was re-aired uh, a couple hours later in the day after it had been played, which I had said if I, could get a, if I could get to watch this game, I would be more than happy to break it down. I was psyched to see that it was on. I, uh, I DVR'd it immediately on BTV. Uh, the commentators were Elder Conduto and Rogério Matias. So BTV is showing the importance of it as well, putting their, their lead... their lead commentary team on assignment for this match. And it was a good thing. Uh, these guys knew, knew the team well. Elder and Rogerio both uh, knew both the Benfica and the Braga team well, especially the Benfica team, obviously. Um, and going into the match, we knew that uh, Benfica had to overturn a first-leg deficit, like we'd already said, and they needed to get at least two goals in order to give themselves a chance to qualify for the final at the Jamor. And it did not take long. It was the third minute and Jace made it 1-0 in the third minute. About a minute earlier, she had had a good chance also breaking into the box down the left-hand uh, side, or Braga's left-hand side of the of the penalty area. Slipped, was unable to get a shot off. About a minute later, she would score. Darlene winning the ball down the right flank. Darlene then would would play a sublime diagonal through ball to Jace, who clearly uh, and calmly beat the goalkeeper. And the score is now level on aggregate. Three minutes into the match, however, Braga at this point still ahead on away goals. Um, but a great start, no less, for Benfica and for the crowd. A very, very pro-Benfica crowd. Um... If you're looking to watch this game, this game is is available in its entirety on YouTube. Just search uh, Braga versus Benfica Femininu. It's there. It is, however, a different broadcast. The audio it is from Sporting Braga's television channel. All right, the game was originally telecast, uh, broadcast, I should say, on Abola TV, and then re-aired by both of the club's networks. If you want to see the game and you haven't seen it yet. If you go to YouTube, the game is there in its entirety. Um, and quickly, Befica are confident from this. The third minute goal, obviously, leveling the tie and putting Braga perhaps on alert, letting Braga know that uh, Befica had not given up yet in this in this tie, despite being the second division team. Um, Befica are. Easily one of the favorites in this competition, along with Braga and Sporting. They are easily the three top women's teams in the in in Portugal, I should say. And um, it didn't take long. 
And I think there was a little bit of a shell shock because two minutes later in the fifth minute, Darlene will make it 2-0. And that starts with Pauleta, the the holding mid, very similar to a Florentino, Luis. That, that's not a cheap comparison. That Her, her style of play, very, very similar to Florentino. And... Um, Great ball winner. Knocks the ball out wide to Evie. Evie is a player who really shined in this match. She worked hard to beat three Braga players and then played a driven ball into Jace. Jace would, would hold the ball with, with her back to goal, holding it up, drawing Braga defenders, and as soon as the Braga defenders committed, she played a she dished it back to Ana Vitoria. Ana Vitoria, the number 10, both on her jersey and in her style of play and in her positioning on the pitch. Plays a beautifully weighted uh, chip ball over the top. Okay, she, comp- she put the perfect touch on it over Braga's back line onto Darlene's run. Darlene uh, coolly one-times it on the bounce, so it's like a half volley. Gently and softly up over the goalkeeper and into the goal. And now, five minutes in, Benfica are ahead on aggregate. It's 2 0 on the day and 4 3 on aggregate at this point. Oh, 4 4 3 2, excuse me, on aggregate at this point. Um, and Braga really start looking at each other, pointing fingers and. You could see in the face of the players that they're starting to wonder if they were if this is all going to unravel for them. Benfica absolutely uh, confident at this point. Like a, the huge number of Benfica fans in the Stadio Primeiro de Mayo. And if you watch the game, the, the images and the video does not do justice to the crowd that was there. Because the camera, the main camera, is on the same side as the fans. Okay, So you only see the scattered groups of fans on the far side of the, of the stadium. You don't see where the heavy concentration of fans are right underneath the main camera. But there were a lot of Befica fans there. And they made themselves heard and made themselves known. Two minutes later in the seventh minute, Evie's speed is too much for Braga's defender, Agatha. Okay, and she clumsily sticks her leg out and brings down Benfica's Cape Verdean winger. Giving uh, Benfica a dangerous free kick. And at this point was one of many uh, compliments Elder Kondut had for this player, Evie. Uh, he... This was the first time he used an expression that he would use throughout the match. I think he said it seven or eight times by the time the game was over. He just said, This girl is fire. Okay? Um, and she, she, you know, already seven minutes in, she's, she has really been the, the, the aspect of the game that has uh, that has turned the game on its head for Braga. Her speed they have not been able to contend with. Her skill and her speed. And here just a clumsy tackle out of frustration by Agatha. Agatha also ends up going down on the play from the contact that she initiated by sticking her leg out. Evie was up fine quickly. And two minutes later we finally uh, the ball is finally put down for the free kick after the injuries are tended to. And... It would be Yasmin setting it up, a left-footed free kick, and she just beautifully, as, as perfect a free kick as you're going to see, over the wall and under the bar, and there is no chance for Ruth Costa in goal to to get to that. Absolutely no chance at all. Benfica make it 3-0 on the day, and it's now 4-2 on aggregate. And at this point... Um, 
the wheels are starting to come off for Braga. They're, this is like the worst, when you think before a match of the worst possible start or the worst possible first 10 minutes, and I say this a lot in these high-pressure games when we talk about Benfica's men's team week after week, that um, especially on the road, you want to, you, even though this game was not on the road for Braga, it, it, uh, it, the principle held true that you want to, when you're overmatched and the other team is coming out ambitious, you have to survive those first 10, 15, 20 minutes before the game finds its rhythm. Braga, very disappointed in themselves, I'm sure, that they were unable to deal with these first 10 minutes. Benfica absolutely all over the pitch, just, just tearing them to shreds. It's 3-0, like I said, and Braga now need two goals to, to it, actually, excuse me, need more than two goals. They need three goals now to advance as Benfica scoring that third away goal now puts them ahead on away goals. So if the game ends, in, if the tie, excuse me, ends level on aggregate, uh, the team with more away goals, as you know, would advance. That would be Befica at this point. At this point, there was no longer a chance for extra time or penalty kicks. You knew that this game was going to be settled, and this round was going to be settled within these 90 minutes. Um, Benfica continue to pick it up. Braga is is shell-shocked, like I said earlier. They're completely in disarray at this point. The coach is trying to get them to reorganize, try to get them to refocus. And Elder... At this point, Elder Kundut is explaining that Benfica is playing in a 4-4-2 formation. Antiga, like he says. Um, what they're playing with, the two midfielders are are Poleta and Ana Vitoria. Okay, so they're playing side-by-side side as two two midfielders. A holding mid and like an attacking mid. Um, Yasmin and... Yasmin and Sylvia are playing as the, the wide players, okay, with Diane and Taylor holding down the center back. Up front, that just deadly uh, quadruplet, if you will, of, of Jassi, Vasconcelos, Darlene, Jace, and Evi Pereira are all interchanging um, as a four-player four front line and just creating all kinds of headaches for, for Braga and... In the 13th minute, um, this is when El Elder Kondutu starts to compare Benfica's female players in this match to male counterparts to add context and to just educate the viewer who have maybe has not seen this team um, of how just how good these Benfica players are and what their characteristics are by giving you a real quick reference as to something you're going to know if you're a Benfica fan. And if you're watching BitTV, you're obviously a Benfica fan. So it's an easy comparison to make. It's not meant out of disrespect. It's not to say that these women, these girls, can't don't stand on their own as players. They absolutely do. You know, Benfica's got a couple that have a chance to be at the World Cup in a, in a month and a half's time. So definitely... Um, a good way, in my opinion, to, to kind of explain to the viewer who may not be familiar just how talented and just how good these players are. Um, Ana Vitoria continues to be the playmaker as the game goes on. Like I said, Paulita's playing in the sixth. Uh, and then Rogério is explaining that they play a very similar style to Bruno Lage's style with the, with the first team on the men's side. Um, 
in games when Benfica are going forward and having a lot of possession and the other teams are treating. Often, um, it's the same style of play, the same idea of a 4-2-4 in that. You have the attacking wingbacks, plus you have uh, wide forwards. It's, so, he's explaining that Paulita and Ana Vitoria are very similar to the... Um, playing very similar to a Samadish and more of a Gabriel... Uh, dynamic more so than the Samadis and Florentino dynamic that you see now. More of what we saw earlier in the season with, with Samadis and Gabriel. In the 17th minute, Braga make a change uh, out of desperation. And this was a good change because uh, this player that came in, Laura Luis, came in for replacing Regina, uh, Regina Pereira. Okay, and it's it's obviously a attack-minded switch as he brought in a forward for a midfielder and um she she would she would make an impact on the game for Braga as we go on you will hear that name again in the 22nd minute Elder Condutu once again calls Evi Fogu <laughs> uh this is I wrote down that this was the sixth time he said that that Menina F Fogu that girl is fire. Uh, clearly his favorite player is Evi on this team. And, and I can see why. She's a very exciting player. She gets into open spaces with the ball. Has a lot of speed. Um, plays a very... She has a game very modeled after Cristiano Ronaldo, it looks like. She plays on both sides. Plays with both feet. She's a physical specimen. She's, she's tall. She's fast. She's strong. She can jump. Plays well in the air. Very, very um, similar game. You can see there. I would imagine there. There's influence there. She models her game after his, given how similar of a of a game she plays to his. Um, in the twenty sixth minute, Benfica in full control at this point, and Helder Elder is 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 explaining to the. the Listener or the the viewer, I should say that uh, Diane and Rilani, two older players, Brazilian older players that Benfica has signed, have also taken on coaching roles with the youth teams. Um, he explains Benfica already have a hundred girls in their youth academy, which I think is fantastic, because Benfica really. I've always said when Benfica got into women's soccer, Portugal is going to take. A huge step up a couple notches in women's soccer when Benfica start applying their training methods and their maybe not the exact methods, but when they start applying their principles in developing players that they've been so successful in in the last you know ten years on the men's side to the women's side, Portugal is going to see good good female players come through the the Seychelles, and uh, you're going to see Portugal's stature in world football continue to, to increase. Those of you that followed them over the past decade or so are aware of just how big of a leap Portugal has taken in that time. Um, from being an absolute minnow a decade ago to now having qualified for the most recent European Championship for the, for the most recent Euro and very much a candidate to qualify for the next Euro. Missed out on the World Cup qualifying this time. Um, finished third in their group. Needed to finish in the top two to to stay alive. But um, finished third. Their best ever finish in a World Cup qualifying campaign. So this is real all great news for the women's game in Portugal and for Benfica. Um, 
And it's great that these first level, first team players are, are coaching the younger girls. Um, because I heard someone here in the United States say this, and I don't remember exactly who said it, but that makes a lot of sense. The problem sometimes is with teams is when you start coaching women the way you coach men, it just doesn't work the same way. There is, it's not to say that it's not the same game, but it's, there's different aspects in the women's game. There's different, um, different philosophies at play. There's different training methods. I think that's the biggest. Men and women train differently in, in the sense of the way their bodies are built, the way their muscles recover. Um, the definition of overtraining for one gender versus the other is different, okay? Um, there's a reason I only coach male players, okay? I don't feel qualified to coach females for many reasons. Um, both physically, psychologically, um, I'm more than happy to work with players, always w was happy to work with players on a one-on-one -on -one basis regardless, but in a team dynamic and in a training dynamic as far as the team is is concerned and in player development it's a different it's a different model it's a different path if you will and um Benfica is starting to s open up opportunity for not just for females to coach but for coaches of females to go to increase in the game and to improve where they are in their coaching, because when a club like Benfica, in you know, enrolls a hundred young girls in a, in an academy program, that opens up opportunity for a lot of good coaches, both male and female. So it's great to see that these first team players are assisting with that. Um, their leadership, their not again to compare to the men's team, but it, giving them an ambassador, a Louis Zone type ambassador role. Um, it's, uh, it's very good to see. In the 20, sorry, in the 34th minute, oh, and also Elder, to go back to my previous point, Elder uh, also mentions that Benfica's U-17s were already champions of uh, the Associação Distrito de Lisboa, which is the highest level of play, I believe, at that age um, for girls. I believe that the district championships are the highest level at this time. A national championship has not yet been established. Or perhaps because Benfica's in their first year, they, they hadn't qualified yet to play in the national championship. So there'll be more of that going forward. But a, a really historic first season for Benfica on the women's and girls' side of the game. In the 34th minute, there's a nasty collision of knees between Paulita and Braga's captain, Vanessa. This had both players down for quite some time. Vanessa, I think, got the worst of it, even though the foul was against her. Um, she was down for quite a while. You saw the trainer out there with the magic spray, spraying her knee. Um, 41st minute, Jassy Vasconcelos with a brilliant bit of skill. Um, she's got the ball. She does a brilliant step over that leads to Braga players Agatha and Vanessa actually both overcommitting along the, the, the inline. And they crash right into each other as as Jassy goes between the two of them and plays across across the the goalkeeper's uh, area across the the small box, if you will. Nobody was able to get on the end of it. 
However, it left both Braga players down injured again. And it is Vanessa again in another nasty collision, this time with her teammate Agatha. And some more time went off the clock as the players were tended to. Um, and just before halftime in the 44th minute, absolutely brilliant piece of football from Benfica here. The Brazilian trio, Ana Vitoria, Darlene and Jace were playing games with Braga's team doing rondos essentially having the the Braga players chasing in a circle trying to get the ball off one of them with Darlene it finishes with, with Darlene doing a Cruyff turn after receiving her, the pass on a heel flick from Ana Vitoria then playing in Jace Jace gets a shot off the 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 goalkeeper made a good save on the play. Otherwise, it would have been 4 nothing on maybe one of the prettiest goals that you may ever see. And that took us to halftime at that point. And the halftime score, Braga 0, Benfica 3 on the day. In aggregate, Braga's got 2 to Benfica's 4. Braga makes um, another substitution at halftime. The Venezuelan player, Danushka, enters uh, and replaces Canadian Larissa Staub. Um, but in the 50th minute, Befica continues to dominate, um, pressing um, in the opening moments of the second half, continuing to push the ball forward and to create opportunities. The 52nd minute, Befica decides to make a substitution as the experienced um, aforementioned Rilani, the Brazilian, uh, comes on. She replaces Jossi, and I think this is a more of a defense-minded Substitution as she came on, and uh, Benfica went to a more traditional 4 3 3 at this point to put an extra body in midfield as they knew that Braga was going to start to push numbers forward. They're holding a, a lead, and they did not want to see that lead evapor evaporate and did not want to make the did not want to open themselves up for some kind of, of fluke numbers, you know, odd man rush. Numbers situation where, where Braga has a good chance that because of Benfica playing with the two midfielders, um, Rilani comes on, changes the formation a little bit, and Benfica still very much in control. In the 55th, however, Jace sees a yellow for her challenge on Diana Gomes. Uh, the referee took a long time to produce the yellow card on this one. Um, otherwise, the referee was was quite good in this match. Um Sandra Bastos is her name. She, I think, did a very good job. And for those of you that don't know, refereeing came into question. There was, a, just like in the men's game, there was a lot of polemica in the first leg. Uh, Befica felt that they had been, that they had been um, victims of, an in, of refereeing injustice in the first leg. Not in this one. Sandra Bastos, the FIFA, refer, FIFA licensed referee, uh, was very good. She's... Representing Portugal at the Women's World Cup in a, in a month's time or a month and a half's time um, as a referee. That is something that no Portuguese male referee was able to say at the Men's World Cup in 2018. So I applaud the referee here, Sandra Bastos, for her work for this game especially. And, and hopefully we'll see her do a great job in France at the World Cup and, and give a good example of Portuguese refereeing for once. Uh, on a global stage, of course. Um, in the 57th minute, the Braga players begin asking for a penalty kick. Rilani looked to have handled the ball in the area. There's no call. Instead, uh, Rilani broke free. Um, 
She she took the ball and broke on a counter, sprinting 60 yards with the ball. And uh, the, it, ca- it came to be all for none as Benfica didn't get an opportunity off of it. But a real quick transition of play, a real quick counterattack. Um, left with, with um, a dubious call. It could have gone either way. Uh, looking at the replay, it it's hard to tell if she handled it or not. Um, those of you that listen to me regularly know what I believe or how I believe that handling the ball should be called. It's not quite the way the rules are written at this time. I hope that that changes now that we are in an age of VAR. But VAR was not in play in this match, unfortunately. But either way, no call on the play. No uh, no penalty kick. A few minutes later, there's some theatrics from Hoot Costa, the, the Braga goalkeeper. And an att- she was a clear attempt to get Jace sent off as... as uh, she had picked up the ball. Jace was slowing down her run, turning, and Ruth Costa initiated some contact by sticking her leg out to make it look like Jace had kicked her legs out from her after she had picked up the ball. Referee wisely didn't take the bait. Very good job, like I said, from the referee, uh, Sandra Bastus. Uh, in the 60th minute, Laura Luis got to the ball before Danny Newhouse and puts the ball into the goal, but the referee's assistant has the flag up. Four offside, Sandra Bash's rules with the referee's assistant. Um, there was a collision on the play, however, and Donnie, uh, the goalkeeper, Donnie Newhouse, stays down for a few minutes. Um, but a good offside call. Uh, disheartening for Braga, obviously, at that point, as they're trying to claw their way back. My next note was that Sandra Bashus is, is uh, a referee that has been appointed to the Women's World Cup. In the 62nd minute, Braga starting to look much more organized, and their lines are now playing closer together, and they look like well-formed lines on the field, and they're less exposed, um, much harder for Benfica to exploit open spaces. And in the 62nd minute, as as I was saying that, and as Elder was saying that on the broadcast, Yasmin wins a ball after a Braga player miskicked it. Okay, they look to make a long a long pass that was miskicked. Um, it comes right to Yasmin, who quickly finds Darlene on a diagonal. Darlene plays AV in behind the defender. She plays a beautiful through ball, um, and AV Pereira goes in and makes it four to nil with her right foot on the inside of her right foot, just slotting it by the goalkeeper. And now it's 4-0 on the day, and Benfica take now a 5-3, a 5-2, excuse me, lead on aggregate. As she walked in, Avi that is, Evi, walked in untouched and unmarked. Um, beautiful ball from Darlene, and she just tucked it by, by Ruth Costa with the inside of her right foot. Uh, Benfica now, at this point, on their way to Jamur. I don't think anyone believed at this point there was any way back for Sporting Braga. Um, Benfica making it 4-0, four to, four to like I said. 
uh, after scoring, Evie does the imitates, and I, like I said earlier, I think she models her game after this guy. Uh, she imitates Cristiano Ronaldo in his celebration as she she stops, throws off her shirt, and flexes, standing there flexing in just her sports bra. Uh, <laughs> referee obviously has to give her the yellow card, which spurns then a good uh, a good bit of conversation between Elder and Rogério, where Rogério says that he understands the referee is calling that by the rule of the game, but he really feels that these rules in the game need to need to be changed. Um, in a in a game of football at all levels where you see reckless and I agree with Rogério on this point, you see reckless tackles, match in, match out, completely unpunished. Okay, you see one, two, three verbal warnings for dangerous play. Why is it that a celebration is an automatic yellow card? Um it's really an inconsistency and a hypocrisy within FIFA and within the, the laws of the game that I also would like to see. Um, however, two minutes later, it starts it starts to uh, get a little bit more tricky as Taylor was, was or Taylor, I believe is how you pronounce it, uh, plays the ball back to Donnie, and Donnie really, really, really uh, makes a a absolute mockery of this this play. As when she goes to kick it up, she kicks it straight up into the air. Um, and then worse yet, for me on this play, is not the miskick. Miskicks happen. It's that Donnie then, instead of deciding to compete with the striker for that ball in the air, remember, even if she goes up with her hands and handles it, it's an indirect kick in the box. You can get the team back. You can make a wall. You can cover up much of the goal. Um, what she does instead is she backpedals towards her goal, but only getting about halfway there. So it's a very easy chip um, off the bounce for Laura, Laura Louise. She puts it right over her, uh, Donnie's head and into the goal. And Befica make a big mistake here, and they let Braga back into this. Okay, When it just seemed like they had killed him off in the last goal, all of a sudden it's now 4-1 to one on the day. It's 5-3 on aggregate. And Braga have a little bit of life, a little bit of hope, knowing that they have about 25 minutes to get two goals. Um, the small contingent of Braga fans begin to celebrate, and they're hopeful for the comeback. Less than a minute later, a long ball is knocked down the flank by Braga. It gets to the American player, Hannah Keen. She jukes a couple of players and then makes a, a hard-driven cross. Brilliant cross, actually, in swinging. Right onto Vanessa for the header, and she heads it to the far post. And just like that, in the span of under a minute, it's now 4-2. to two. Braga are within one goal of, of tying the, the round and booking their spot. Or, well, they wouldn't have booked their spot, but really within one goal of drawing level on the, on the, in the tie in the round. But fortunately for Benfica, they're also holding those uh, away goals advantage. Um... But then there was a scrum in the goal as the players start to fight for the ball. And Braga's Masia was cautioned on the play in the scrum for some shoving. Now in the 67th minute with the score now 4-2 for Benfica. A hard foul from Daniushka on Darlin. Uh, Braga noticeably is kicking up their intensity and physicality uh, after pulling two goals back. 70 minutes In the 70th minute... This crowd comes alive. If you're, wa I was watching this with headphones, so I was able to really uh, experience this, experience the sound. Maybe I wouldn't if I was watching on my TV, but with with my 
over-ear headphones on, I was listening, and you could hear both sets of fans just get behind their team. Um, nothing derogatory like like we see, unfortunately, in the men's side of the game too often between supporters. Nothing derogatory, just each team supporting, each group of fans, I should say, supporting their team, getting behind them, making noise, and it was a fantastic environment for women's football in Portugal. Um, plenty of fair play, and Benfica trying to will their team to the finish line now that they're ahead. Uh, Braga trying to, to inspire their players for a historic comeback. Um, in the 73rd minute, uh, there was another there was another brilliant cross from Hannah Keane, but this time the header from Ma, from Asia was right at Danny, and Danny uh, just does a textbook front smother, catches it and falls on it. Um, kills a little bit of time while she's down. In the 76th, we get some more conversa- good conversation from Rogério and Elder, as they note how much, um, how much size Hannah Keane brings to the game, and, and, uh, they note Braga's British style of play, and it's funny because being here in the United States, Hannah Keane being an American, it's not surprising Coaches in this country, and I'm going to go on a limb here, I may offend some people, but especially my, my colleagues in the women's game, okay? I'm not saying women coaches, I'm saying it's mostly men and old men that coach in the women's game still have an over, over value for size and measurable speed and things like your vertical. They measure these things still when recruiting players. College coaches who have been in their position for 20, 30, 35 years still are recruiting this way. It's no um, surprise a player like Keane came through the system here through in the United States um, and was developed because it suits her game. As she's, She looked to be about 6'2". Um, just very solid built, tall player who whips and crosses from just about anywhere. Um, and like he said, Elder uses the term kick and rush in his Portuguese accent. Kick and rush. Uh, football the way that old British, the old British style of play. Um, and he notes that the only way Braga is going to score a goal is on crosses and long balls. Um, also noted that the early kickoff, it was an 11.30 uh, local time kickoff in Braga, 11.30 a.m. local time kickoff was due to the wishes and insistence of Braga President, President Antonio Salvador. Um, probably to discourage Benfica fans from getting to this game to back their team is what I believe. There was not much of a, of a gate to be had, I think, in this game. Um, a full house doesn't necessarily financially... Help the team the way it does in the men's game. Um, I believe tickets, if there was any cost, were very minimal um, as far as cost for this game. And I think he played this game early in the day to capitalize on the heat, to slow down Benfica as they were going to be chasing the result, and to try to hopefully minimize the amount of Benficistas that would descend upon the Primeiro de Maio. Um, it really sounded like and appeared to be a, a home game for Benfica. Um, and through the federation rules in the Taça de Portugal, Benfica's even in their home kits because in the Taça de Portugal it is the home team 
that changes to the away kit. So Braga's playing in orange. Benfica's in their home red and white. Um, and it really looked like a mini Stadio de Luz um, on the side that the camera was on. You could see at the bottom of your screen, just you could get a glimpse as to how many people were there. Um, you never got a good shot of the crowd because there was no camera on the other side of the field. Abola TV, I'm not sure how many cameras they were using, but it couldn't have been more than three or four. Um, probably a similar production that they put on for their coverage of of the, the Campeonato de Portugal, the, the national uh, amateur championship, and their other coverage of, of women's football, uh, the women's league, as well as the, the cup the Women's Portuguese Cup throughout the season. Um, Benfica would then make a substitution as Braga in the 80th minute are still drilling crosses in from everywhere on the pitch. Okay, If you can see the box, they're putting it in the box. Okay, They're dropping it in. Benfica are doing their best to deal with it, but they're really having some nervous moment under the pressure that they're being put on. They're a team that clearly... Benfica likes to have the ball... Uh, very rare is a team able to do this to them. They are playing, remember, the best team in the country. They're playing first place of the first division. Okay, um, they Braga hold a three-point lead over Sporting in the first division right now, and this is the first time Benfica, you know, have really been put under this kind of pressure. Most likely, um, I don't even think they were under this kind of pressure in the first leg. Uh, so. So Benfica adjusts, and uh, Mayara is subbed on for Jace as <laughs> the Braga players are complaining of time-wasting as Jace limps off. You can actually see Vanessa Marks on one play. Uh, goes over, puts Jace's arm around her, and starts to carry her off the field before she's told to back away. Um, another nasty collision in the 87th minute. Uh, Darlene... And Ruth Costa, the goalkeeper for Braga, collide. Uh, Darlene seems to have in injured her shoulder on the play. She's down for quite a bit. They're icing it. They're giving the spray. But uh, she does continue. Does not need to come out. And at this point, as we're headed towards stoppage time, Elder calls on Benfiquistas everywhere to invade Ujamor. <laughs> he lets everyone know the final, the... The cup final is going to be May 18th, and Benfica is going to play Valadares of Gaia in the final, okay? Benfica played them in a preseason friendly, and they beat them 4-0. Uh, but this this uh, Valadares team is, is in 8th place in the 1st Division. Um, I believe they were cup finalists a year ago because they were in the Super Cup this year, so... This is not just any team. Benfica cannot go into this final overconfident. They have to go in there. And the, the manager had said, you know, that they they got to where they are by respecting every team all season. And I agree with him on this. Okay. This is something that gets brought up here in the United States all the time. It, it drives me insane. It's a reason I don't ever want to coach kids again in this country um, because of this attitude that everyone has. That you're supposed to just stop playing the game when you get up by three or four goals. That that's somehow good sportsmanship. And they think that scoring goals and running up goals is a sign of disrespect. Well, 
I agree with the coach here. Benfica showed every opponent this season just how much they respect them by playing them hard all the way to the final whistle. Yeah, they won they won a game 28 to nil. They won another game 32 to nil. Um but I believe and I've been on both sides of these lopsided results, okay? I've won games 10 to nil. I've lost games 10 to nil. Okay? When I lost 10 to nil once, I actually thanked the other team's coach for continuing to play. He looked at me strangely. He thought he was about to apologize and I said, "Do not apologize." Okay, it is much more disrespectful to just stop trying against the team. It's much more disrespectful to get a breakaway, you know, on accident and then purposely miss or not shoot. So, I agree with with Benfica's coach when he said that they got to where they are by respecting every team to the fullest, and that's why they played every minute hard from the first to the last. That's why they scored up right now. It's up to 280 goals this season. Okay. Um, but Elder calls on Benfica to on Benfica just to invade the Jamor and let's get a women's football attendance record in Portugal. I wish I were in Portugal for this. I would love to be at the Jamor for this this. Uh, event. It's going to be historic. It can be the first of many. It can be the first of a very long, dominant run by Benfica in women's football. I think you can see that there is some snarkiness from some of the establishment in Portuguese women's football about Benfica coming in this year. There were some post-game comments. I'll get to those in just a moment. Um, The not, we're in stoppage time. You can hear the Benfica fans singing. Uh, the team across, they're singing the team across the finish line. Uh, at this point, <laughs> I wish Ruggeri would just stop talking so I could hear the environment, take it in much better. He didn't. He talked over the ch- fans chanting. He talked over. He s- was saying something about the. He got onto the point about explaining. That Evie, in her goal celebration, was imitating Brandy Chastain of the United States in a 1999 Women's World Cup final when the United States beat China, blah, 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 blah. Rogério, that was 20 years ago. Just shut up and let me listen to the fans. That's all I wanted at this point in the game leading up to the final whistle was to was to hear the fans. Um... Evie had a last good long-range effort in ni- at the 90th plus three. Elder continues to gush over Evie. You can tell this is his woman crush every day. <laughs> uh, Elder, <laughs> he loves this player. And what good reason. She's a fantastic, exciting player to watch. Final whistle blows. Final score on the day. Braga 2, Benfica 4. On aggregate, Braga 4, Benfica 5. Benfica advance to the final and for everyone who is upset that they don't get to go to the Jamur, well, you got, you're going to go to the Jamur, okay? You have no excuse not to go to the Jamur. I've heard plenty of the uh, reports, plenty of the podcasters in Portugal on the Benfica side when they were angry about Benfica losing to Sporting, about the men losing to Sporting in the cup semifinal second leg, blah, blah, blah. I'd never been to the Jamur. This was going to be the year. I want to know the Spetada and, uh, you know, the Carnporg and the, the Cerveja. They want to, essentially what we call a tailgate party here in North America in the, you know, in the, uh, in the Mata of the Jamur, 
And you have no excuse not to be there. Everybody. If you live in Portugal, especially in the Lisbon area, you have no excuse not to be there on May the 18th and support this team. Benfica is going to Jamor, okay? Because hashtag Elish também merecem, okay? Um, the celebration's fantastic. And, like, if you listened to my episode last week or earlier in the week, you heard me uh, break in with a... With a uh, Announcement at the very end. At the very end of recording, I actually stopped because my Instagram blew up with with live uh, notifications. Evi Pereira, um, Jace Darlene, all these players who I follow on on uh, Instagram on Instagram, their Instagram lives were blowing up with viewers. I was watching the scenes. I was watching the fans singing. I was watching the celebrations, the locker room celebrations. Um, you know, uh, Darlene was on Benfica Cotores after the match, giving the post-game comments via telephone. It was surreal uh, environment, a real, real uh, mark in history, and it's it's going to be excellent to go to the Jamor. Got to get that win, bring that Tassa back to the Cosmo Damião, to the Museu Cosmo Damião, and put the first real piece of women's football hardware in that in that. Uh, in that museum, yes, they're gonna win the second division title. I don't, I don't doubt that for a second. Even if they lose players to the World Cup, there's no reason they don't win this second division running away. Um, so there'll be another trophy. Well, how about that for a, a winning the double in your first year in existence? So that's that. Like I said, their opponent will be Valdarj the Gaia or Valdarj the Gaia um, in the final on May the 18th. And that, that is basically it for this special edition today. This was a special Mr. Benfica. This was episode 11, a special midweek edition. Um, reviewing because, like I said, hashtag Elish também They also deserve it. The girls also deserve to be recognized. And fulfilling my promise that I made to everyone that if I could get a hold of this game, I was going to break it down. Um, I hope you enjoyed this special uh, episode. I hope you, you've watched this game. If not, go to YouTube, look it up, find it. Take two hours out of your day, an hour and 15 minutes to be exact. Watch this football match, okay? There's something special brewing up there. And Luis Felipe Vieira, get this team a proper home, okay? Either put their games in the Stadio de Luz next year or put them at the Seychelles. No more playing at a... You know, offsite at at the Tapadinha. This is the best team. Quickly in the first year, you have assembled the best team in Portugal, in my opinion. Um, from a t- technical standpoint, you can't even compare Braga to to Benfica. The skill of the players, the players, the Benfica players are on a different level. Um, next year, they got to you know they'll go into the first division go compete for the title drive the Lagat, the Largatos crazy because they invested money you know a little bit of money into women's football uh not long ago expecting to just start winning championships and uh well if they want to compete they're going to have to invest more because Benfica is here now Benfica is in Portuguese women's football Benfica is going to become Portuguese women's football win the league next year and from there the It'll be time to go compete in the Champions League. This team can do big things. Again, I hope everyone enjoyed this episode. Thank you for listening. Um, 
Be back this weekend at the regular uh, time that you normally find me, okay? I'll be breaking down uh, Monday's match against Maritimu and previewing this Sunday's uh, huge, huge, huge matchup with Braga, all right? Um, so the girls beat Braga. The, the boys now have to go up north and beat Braga on Sunday as well. I'll see you guys this weekend again. Uh, thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed. Força Benfica, carrega Benfica. Nós estamos no amor. Peace. Don't forget Twitter at Benfica Mister and Instagram at Mister Benfica. See you next time. Ciao.